0: And welcome to the Talking True Cases podcast. For our repeat viewers on YouTube and listeners on Spotify, um, you'll probably be realising that I neither look nor sound like regular host Mark Williams-Thomas. Um, that's because Mark is on leave today. Uh, but what we wanted to do is go live for a very important podcast. My name is Jodie Doherty-Cove, and I've been working with NQI, often in the background since its launch. And today we're speaking with Andrea Garsala, the mother of missing Georgina Cardinal. Andrea and I often spoke. spoke often, um oh, one second i think we've got something was playing there um andrea i andrea and i often spoke often at the uh, at the argus um, newspaper in sussex as a journalist and we're speaking once again today on the week that marks the fifth anniversary of georgina's disappearance before i bring andrea in though um, i just want to set uh, some of the background it was a wednesday morning like any other when mother of two georgina went to a local convenience store in worthing a seaside town on the south coast That was March 7th, 2018. Tuesday this week marked five years or 1,826 days that she has not been heard from or seen ever since. On the day that she went missing, Georgina had arranged to meet her father after collecting a mobile phone, but she did not turn up. She was last seen on CCTV in a shop in Clifton Road at 10.30am. A A second unconfirmed sighting at about 4pm places her walking down Chapel Road with an, as yet, unidentified woman. Sussex Police launched a murder inquiry in August 2019, and two men were arrested on suspicion of murder, but later released with no further action. The charity Crime Stoppers is offering a £20,000 reward for information. And Sussex Police's Superintendent Andy walton spoke earlier this week on the anniversary of her disappearance.
1: Um, we've attended over 900 homes and properties. We've spoken to well over 2,000 residents in Worthing and beyond. Uh, We've taken over 2,000 reports and statements. We've examined well over 100 exhibits. Uh, We've made extensive appeals using our social media. And also we've worked with um, the media across the country. Uh, I've been hugely impressed with the work that Georgina's mother, Andrea, has done on social media. There have been a number of searches that have taken place in this case in connection with Georgina. Um, There are nine nominated scenes, all of which that have been examined, and also 27 physical searches that we've undertaken in places in Worthing. Now, when you consider how long it has been, we have to consider the possibility that she's come to harm, possibly at the hands of someone else. I took the step to record it as a homicide after we'd conducted extensive proof-of-life inquiries and we were unable to find any trace of Georgina being um, alive and active after that 7th of March 2018. The well, investigation has never been closed. We remain as committed today as we were on day one to finding out what happened to Georgina.
0: So how does a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend go missing without a trace? Someone somewhere must know what happened to her. Andrea is Georgina's mother, and she's speaking with us today amid a fresh appeal for information. Uh, Andrea, thanks for coming on.
2: Hi, thank you, uh, Jodie, for inviting me today.
0: No, it's great. I mean, I've had the pleasure of speaking with you, Andrea, over the years as a reporter, um, with the Argus in Sussex. And I've always been full of admiration for the relentless campaign that you've led to find any information about Georgina. Uh, It seemed to me that not a week would pass without we seeing, you know, something about your latest efforts for, to find people to come forward. So I guess just to, just to start with, you know, tell us about, you know, what, what's kept that flame inside you sort of burning for, for, for five years now.
2: Well, how can a mother give up on a daughter? That's what I always think. You know, how
0: I can't. I can't just
2: give up on her. And, and um, you know, if I if I don't do anything, if there's some days where I don't do anything, I feel guilty, or I feel sort mm-hmm. of like I'm letting Georgina down. Um, but so it's a constant role to for me to keep thinking, what can I do next? How can I how can I present this in a different way to attract attention of you know, people, and just to keep Georgina's story out there. I'm, I mean, I do realize people scroll through and think, "Oh, that's oh, she's been missing five years," and it's probably not interesting to them. A lot of people, they are they followed it since day one, and and you know they're really dedicated to to Georgina's case. But for me, I mean, as a mom and um, and a grandmother to Georgina's boys, I'm I, I'm just all my I've just passionate um about finding the answers um you know i can't get on with my life and just think oh well, well we'll leave it to the police and one day they might have answers and just get on with my life it's it's not something i can do um,
0: mm. and uh, the the campaign you know has 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 been absolutely relentless and um you know as i said i'm absolutely full of full of admiration um uh, for for you know what, what you've done over the years to, to keep Georgina's name in, in the spotlight. I, I remember once actually where you scaled the walls um, surrounding Tevil Gate building site in Worthing. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but witnesses reported seeing two men with Georgina um, near the site sort of on the evening that she went missing. Um, I, I think we actually have a clip of that. Jamil, would you, would you mind playing that quickly? Sussex so Police and
2: Worthing Borough Council. Who said nobody could get in here? I've just climbed over this fence. And Be careful. I can, if I can climb over here, who else can get over here? I've climbed over in one minute. That's how long it took me to get in here. How long can it take anybody else to get in here? We want answers now, Worthing Borough Council and Sussex Police. This isn't good enough. I want to find out where my daughter is, and I'm not getting any answers, and I want some answers right now
0: so obviously that that was a that was a long time ago now, but just just for the for the viewers who are who are watching along and watching that for the first time, just give a bit of a um, background a bit of context as to what was happening there
2: um i I mean a while before that the the Tevilgate demolition sites um had been you know been carried out, and I kept getting messages from people saying. Um, you know Georgina went missing the same week as the demolition the the car park was being demolished and the temple gate and I remember one weekend you know I was getting quite a constant sort of flurry of these messages and I don't think I slept all weekend in the end Um, you know I lay in bed there thinking, thinking it over and over and over processing it and 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 emailing the team on the weekend at night saying you know what has it been checked out what about the safety aspects of it do they um when they go in each day to do some more work on it do they then carry out, um, you know, a health and safety a check to find make sure nobody's in there. You know, there's just these thoughts were just constantly going through my head all the time, all weekend. I don't think I slept, and, and obviously, I didn't get a reply at the weekend, so I was like almost going crazy by Monday. And, you know, I just wanted somebody to tell me what you know about it. And they got back to me and they just said, Well, we've got no, you know, there's no knowledge or intelligence that Georgina was seen there. Um, so we can't just, you know, search it. And I said, well, Clifton Road is about five minutes along the road. She was seen there, there was a sighting there with of her that night by, um, you know, a witness. And um, he said he'd seen her and he knew, actually knew Georgina and that's how he identified her. And that's only what, it might not even be five minutes, the the Gate site. So at that time, you know, I just wanted the police to search it by, do a search, just to rule it out, rule it out, you know, for me, to give me peace of mind. Because at the time, there was actually um, buildings due to be carried out there. We did, um, me and a friend did actually get in contact with Mosaic, the the landowners and the um, development and asked if about searching and things. And they said they were happy to go along with anything as long as the police did it and things like this. But the police at the time said no. Um, Although Andy Wollstone home when he took over, he did say he looked down some drains and things like that. But that wasn't really the search. I just meant, can you get some dogs in there? Just just to give me a peace of mind. Because, you know, I thought I thought I was horrified at the thought to think that if A complex would have been built there and, you know, say something had happened to Georgina there. And that complex, you know, there was never, ever going to, they wasn't going to knock it down afterwards, too, if they had more evidence. Um, So we never really, we never got a search like that. But Andy said he'd looked down drains and things like that. And there were some underground tanks that they they looked, they put a camera down and that was it um you know but he i did speak to several people off the building site they contacted me and they said if it's more any re- any reassurance to you i've worked there and i can tell you that you know the lorries that can come and go they they're all loaded up and they're sort of weighed really and they go off they're sort of sold off to different areas different places so i'm sure we would have seen a body or body parts or whatever on there he said you know i i can practically guarantee this one guy said to me that you know I've worked on there it was a bit reassuring but I just wanted them to do that as so a dog search or something just to give me that peace of mind and you know I was frustrated at very frustrated at the time why can't you do that you know I was willing to we contacted a, a um dog handlers ourselves to ask if they would you know could possibly do it and none of them would really do it anything they like, wanted to contact the police and find out when the police sort of said there was no evidence that she'd been there nobody wanted to really help
0: and, and and this is actually this is kind of um, where you found yourself, actually, in, in, in the investigation over the five years that because of the relentless campaign that you've done on social media, people know to come to you with with information. I, I know TikTok obviously playing a, a big, big role um, in, in that now, um, you know, but it, does that put you in difficult positions at, at, at any point?
2: Um, it does sometimes because you know I always say come tell us as well because then I can prompt the police and say did you have this information what come of it and, and because sometimes when we have had meetings or when have spoken to them they might sort of mention something oh we had somebody come forward with this information um six months ago um but nothing come of it and you know and I think well you never told us that and they'll say oh well, we didn't think it was very important it was quite irrelevant so but to us, everything is really is really important to know what's going on. Um, so I do always say to people, come to us, but you, you need to go to the police as well, because lots of people have come to us with information that they've heard from friends or they, uh, that their boyfriends told them or something like that. And... You know they go into all the details of telling us on on messenger or if you know, and then they say, "Oh I don't want to be involved i'm I'm not going to the police. I don't want to talk to the police. I just thought I'd tell you and then at the same time, when I'm talking to the police and telling them that you know they've i've once said you know you could it, it's a it's an offense actually to withhold information yourself can we need to know the names of these people and I said, I promised that I wouldn't disclose their names but you know, I'm sure you could look into it. and So it does put me in a difficult position as well. But, you know, Crime Stoppers is anonymous and the police are not going to give out people's names and things and information. It's only when it actually goes to court. Um, mm-hmm. But, a point. you know, it's a, I can't really do anything with that information then if it's just told to me like that and it's not told to the police because it's not first-hand um but just just want to mention the reason why i climbed that that gate at table gate was because they i was told that it's very secure there there's you know security at night and during the day uh, constant surveillance and there was a big quite a big gap in the wall as well which I didn't find till after I climbed so one day I was postering around there I was with my friend and she said why don't you climb we'll do a video and I was like well I've got to be on a night shift soon and Mm -hmm. you know and I thought what if I get arrested and you know and I'm not going to be a turn up for my night duty but I just it was about 6 p.m and I sort of did it and it was quite easy for me to get over but getting out was harder um, getting out was harder, but when I we walked round the corner, there was a hole in the cor- in the the fence round there, and it was just to prove really that it wasn't as secure as they said, and that I could get over at my age. I climbed over there. Um, that was to me- that was making my point, you know, about the security of it
0: no and, and and actually you you mentioned someone there actually that I want, wanted to speak about because um you know I, I constantly come through Worthing I'm 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 in Brighton and and whenever you go through Worthing there, there was you know um even to this day I think but it certainly um over, over the years you couldn't actually drive through um Worthing without seeing um Georgina's face there and I think that that was you know s- s- such a remarkable campaign um that that had been you know led, led by yourself. I mean, we're we're speaking very uh, today, very soon after the media maelstrom that was that was the very sad case of Nicola Bully, um, in the weeks following her disappearance. Um, how do you think that 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 case um, that's sort of fresh in our memories now? How do you think that that sort of compared to the days, weeks, and months following Georgina's disappearance?
2: Um, I mean, it was overwhelming. I think all for those three weeks. I mean, as sad as it was, um, you know, and we always feel for pa- families that have got missing, uh, you know, members, loved ones. Um, but it was just so overwhelming how it just it, it would just flooded the media. It was everywhere. It was literally everywhere. I mean, everywhere you looked on TikTok, everybody was doing stories and podcasts and and videos and. Every day and night it was and it you know it was in the the news every single news channel had you know was uh, was talking about it and it is a bit you you know if you do feel a bit sad as well yourself because you think well we didn't get that for georgina nobody approached us most of the things that i did get we've had to constantly email companies, you know, uh, media outlets, uh, um, TV stations to cover like the birthday or anything, just constant, really, really constantly emailing them. And nobody's not many of them have really just come to us and said, Oh, can we do a story? And so I felt really disappointed and let down. And for the other missing people because that week as well there, there seemed to be quite a few other missing cases crop up that i'd never even heard of and you know and i think i'm in the midst of it and i i know every every missing case and and i'd seen some of these you know and i felt really sad i thought well nobody's sort of helping these and these aren't getting publicity nobody's they're not getting awareness or anything and i just really felt at that time there's a really is a big imbalance of you know uh, again, in the among, along the cases of missing people, and you know, it makes you think, what is the criteria then for a missing person to get all this? Um,
0: what, what do you think that is?
2: <sighs> I mean, I've had lots of people say because it's because, it's because of the, what happened with the police and all that, but personally, I don't just believe that because I'd also heard, I did hear Mark talking on one of the interviews saying about social discrimination and it's not, you know, as well, I did hear that and also um, I do believe that myself because lots of people have said it and when we worked with Donald McIntyre, he said it as well because Georgina's mixed race, she's a single mum, you know, she's from that background Um, she's not getting as much, people are not really interested as somebody else who's, you know, who's got a high powered job and, and this sort of thing, you know, um, middle class, and not that Georgina was lower class or anything, um, mm. but it was it was the social discrimination, and I do believe that I do believe that and because I've looked at quite a few cases and I've I've noticed similar ones to Georgina, a single mom, you know, maybe had some uh, problems in her life she didn't have such, you know, the way she grew up and things. Um, Georgina struggled coming here f- from Libya, growing up in a, a different country like that because her dad's um, Libyan and she did struggle when she came here I think adapting to it and things um, and that's probably what, you know, what what a lot of her issues were, but she's no different than anybody else. Doesn't matter who you are or what you are or what you have, and I and I'm constantly saying it. I'm constantly writing about it. Nobody's any different, and every missing person deserves, you know, the same the same investigation, the same publicity, the same help and support.
0: Because, um, I mean, it was obviously that was speaking about, about the press, but um, and, and just for a l- little bit of um context for, for viewers, um, uh, as you said, you worked with investigative journalist Donald McIntyre for a number of yeah. months. I think over a year. How long was it? Oh, it was I, over a I, year. Over
2: yeah. And then we a went year. into lockdown and then we, had, we hadn't finished because we were doing a podcast and then we did we were just sort of walk going around sort of talking they'd come down and meet us so and then yeah. we went into lockdown so it put it all back
0: because well, I because I remember um there was a there was a virtual press conference um at the time yeah. and 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 at that at that you you spoke um at length about some of the police failings um yeah. in the clay in the case but but also that there was a substantial disservice um due to our color race um and class and I, I remember you saying that um, if she was, you know, Georgina Brown or Georgina yeah. Smith instead of Georgina Garsala yeah. um, she would have got better treatment of the case, and that was sort of in reference to the police. Um, is is that still something that you feel?
2: Not so much with the police team. I, I do notice it sometimes with uh, members of the public or people who come on comment on. We do get a lot on comments on posts and things, and and you know, you'll get people making really rude comments about uh, is she a Muslim? Oh, well, she, you know. A, then it'll be refer reference to Osama bin Laden and, and all sort of things like this, um, which is really annoying, you know. And I did find myself in the beginning answering them or responding. And then I just found myself getting into so much, getting deep into, you know, all this nastiness and, and vile, beha- you know, um, <sighs> behaviour from people that I try to ignore it now. Um, mm. But... <sighs> people have said or oh, where you know, it's oh where's that name come from? Is she is she a Muslim? Is she this? Is she that? You know, and I'll say it's irrelevant. It's not there's no relevance at all. She's a person, she's a missing person and she's no different. Doesn't matter if her if her name's Georgina Brown or Gar Sala. Um, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, I mean I don't even I I don't even think of my children as mixed race or anything like that. They're all the same we're all the same. Um mm-hmm.
0: No, so, um no so, uh, yeah i just wanted to wanted to cover that point but um would you, if we just go back to the beginning of the um of the case now the the opening weeks obviously in any investigation absolutely crucial time to collect evidence interview suspects follow leads um, i know that you're unhappy with the case and how this was handled in the opening stages um just for the viewers here how how do you feel that that went wrong
2: <sighs> um i think where they didn't take they didn't follow out all routes and avenues like the Clifton Road in the beginning they decided that because they'd gone to a few mobile phone shops and things and they hadn't seen Georgina they decided then that Georgina hadn't gone to the town so it anywhere that way wasn't looked at it was she must have got into a car she could have gone anywhere you know, up this end of Clifton Road, maybe something happened in one of the buildings around there, um, and that was, ha- you know, it was never. She went into town, and that's what we were led to believe. Even though I kept saying, "Have you checked the roads on that side of the road?" Which I don't know if they what they what they're called on that side. I've forgotten now. There are a couple of roads further down. Have they been checked? They, if you go through them, they they lead you near the law courts and lead you into town. No, no, we haven't. You know, we don't you know, we've got no reason to believe that Regina went there, but you've got no reason to believe she went anywhere else because nobody else saw her after she came out of the Clifton Road store. And then on the CCTV that came to light 14 months later when Andy took over. And when we had our first meeting with Andy, he showed us that he took the laptop out and showed us that. And he said, we found some CCTV footage of the peripheral CCTV, um, do you think this could be Judina? And we were just in. That's shock. the
0: chapel. That's the chapel, chapel road, uh, road CCTV yeah. we're looking at now. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, we watched it. We just watched it over and over and over. And you know, I think in the beginning we were just just, just overwhelmed by, you know, I I see my daughter there walking walking across the road, and you know that feeling of. <laughs> it's hard to sort of express really because you know we don't know what's happened to her we didn't know if she was still alive we didn't know what happened and and there she was 14 months later on this cctv um and and then a couple of months later they said oh we're not really sure we, we can't confirm this sighting. and we're not really sure and i said that's that is my daughter i can tell you know by the way she walks the way she swings her arm the way her hair is and Um. You and, but you know, they just said because some of the members of the team don't think it's her. But you know, I'm a bit sceptical. But I wanted to put it out, and I just said, "Well, I can tell you that's my daughter." Even even if we do get people saying, "Oh, the shoes look different, and the the bags different," there was six hours different. There was six hours difference between those two CCTV um, sightings, and so nobody ever knows. Where she went in that sick, nobody's ever come forward. Despite me campaigning, 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 posting up, you know, literally begging and pleading with people to, you know, if they saw her that day, if they, if she popped into someone's house, they must have been somewhere, but nobody has. And, you know, so she could have. I don't think she went. She came home because there was no, nothing was changed or taken from home, but also um when we were working with donald mcintyre he brought um andy crocker in the cyber um expert and he looked at it he said he studied it for several months and he measured the shoulder the shoulder measurements from the clifton road shop and the measurements on this on the chapel road and he said that is her he said that's Mm. i can say that's her he said and something about the strap of the bag he said it's the belt of the coat that hangs down but because that's that footage is very very grainy it's not very clear not like the one in the shop which is you know considering the one in the shop is only one of those little cheap um cctv um camera units he told us you know um but it's quite clear that one
0: on, so sure, on i think the, the question camera. the question that many people will have is 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 that okay well if if the police are saying that it's unconfirmed and that sighting's unconfirmed can we corroborate it with any other cctv mm-hmm. in the area is that something that they've done well, can
2: well, also because we had the internal review, they started doing the internal review. And then I think it was in 2020, we had the meeting with the reviewing officer. And then it turned out there was 27 failures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was 11 or 13. I can't remember now, but 11 or 13 of those was lost CCTV footage and so nobody knows what the fit was that cap was that linked to the 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 chapel road um and the rest of them was as they call were minor ones we didn't never got to learn what all of them were but that these were the most the major ones was the lost cctv footage and you know and i said how can you lose how can the police lose cctv footage and they said that um they don't believe that even if it hadn't have been lost, they w- it would have found Regina. I said, "Well, it might not have done, but it might have given us more leads because we would have had. You, you might have seen where they were going. They might have had, uh, and if they'd have looked at it, the most important thing was they actually retrieved it in April two thousand and eighteen, and they didn't look at it because of this theory they had that Regina hadn't gone into town, and so if they had looked at it in April two thousand and eighteen, you know, they they might they would. I'm sure they would have had more leads. They would have, they could have had the CCTV from footage from the bus, which only keeps their footage for a month. Um, but because it's, they
0: didn't at it, it's kind of one one failing yeah. leads to another. Because yeah. if that wasn't looked, then they couldn't check anywhere else. I mean, uh, just just go back slightly there. I mean, did, did you say that there were some some failings you did, you're not aware of, or they wouldn't? Yeah, they, we, were, uh, they told us. Been,
2: um some of the other ones were things like where they'd retrieved um things for, to check forensically from various places um exhibits they hadn't been labeled properly um so the labeling that the label wasn't done properly um he called it's very very minor things and then it the rest we were never told and then he got up and he said well i need to leave now for i've got an appointment and Afterwards, I requested another meeting. I said, can we have another meeting to hear the rest of these, you know, the rest of them, the the whole of these 27 failures? And we were told, no, we couldn't because it, some of them would you know because it was a live investigation it, we couldn't hear all, all of them but he told us the most sort of important ones mm. and at the time I saw you know they he said well they've been it's a learning curve Chief Joe Shiner Chief Constable Joe Shiner said it's alert she apologized on behalf of them you know and I said it's not good enough this is my daughter's investigation and how do you expect us just to accept that it's a learning curve. You lost CCTV and and that could have given vital information. It could have showed where they went or where they'd come from or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, so I didn't, it wasn't acceptable. I did put in th- about three um, appeals, um, you know, complaints and they sort of, they looked at it and they just said, well, you know, they've accepted responsibility and they've referred themselves to the IOPC. And, you know, that's there's not really anything we can do Um, and I said to the reviewing officer who is actually responsible for losing the CCTV because you were doing this internal review and you spoke to people and he said well nobody really was aware nobody really knew who what who was doing what and I said well surely there was a, a, a chief investigating officer who was overseeing everything and that's where I believe in the beginning the first year of this case I think it was a bit not really very substantial and um you know
1: it was, not it like was, now
0: yeah because i mean that the it wasn't immediately a murder inquiry that that no. that that it became about a year later year and a half later wasn't it, um, it.
2: was it before?
0: um i've got i've got some notes here um let's have a quick look i so it was... Um... Was it when
2: Andy took over in uh, between May and August? And he, that's when he told yeah. us, I think, that he'd had a meeting with the NCA and they'd recommended that he record it as a nobody homicide. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I think there'd been some talk about it before that, so it wasn't a complete shock to us. I think in the first few months, whenever... if the, m- like murder was mentioned we me and my daughters all were like you know it was we never mentioned that word and it we just if it was mentioned we just kept it at the n word um but it was not really um it it was never really in one of their hypotheses in the beginning um murder but
0: would that have played a role do you think in maybe in in the resources that they were they were they were giving to it or
2: um i think they thought because of georgina light going out and you know if she didn't have her children she would go off and stay with friends because she didn't she just didn't like to be by herself and I was out a lot I worked an awful lot and her sisters they all worked and they went to their boyfriends and things so she didn't like staying when she came back here to stay she didn't like to be in the house by herself so if she was here by herself she would go off and she would go for drinks and things or stay at people's houses and, and drink or whatever and I think they went from that kind of you know that that idea of Georgina had gone off, perhaps on a jolly, as they called it once, you know. Um, but the
0: police, the police called it, or is that what they were suggesting potentially? Yeah, that
2: in the very beginning, and um, but I mean, we didn't in the beginning. It never entered our heads that Georgina was actually missing. We didn't think that. We just thought, oh, she's staying with friends. She was in this relationship, on-off relationship. It wasn't going very well, and and I just thought maybe she's trying to. She's gone to a friend's and she's sort of lying low, and and she doesn't want him to know. She doesn't want him to know where she is, and that's why she's not telling me. So I don't tell him. And so it, it was all a bit like we didn't really take it that serious. We didn't, you know, the first week you know we just thought oh she's staying with someone then he rang up the boyfriend rang asked where she was and I said I thought she was with you and it was all of a sudden then it's like well where is she then and then we started like looking taking lists of all her contacts on Facebook on, on social media me and her sisters and, and trying to contact these people have you seen Georgina and when was the last time you saw her and, and then we started phoning around hospitals um just, just, just in case she'd had an accident and nobody knew her, where she was. But at the time, it, we never thought, "Oh, Georgina's missing. We need to phone the police." I thought, it, just phoning and saying she, she hasn't been home would have been classed as wasting police time at, at the, that time, you know, um, because I'd sort of, I've I've ne- not really didn't really know much about it I mean now you see all the time if someone's missing you can phone the police if they haven't been home or but at the time I just thought oh, I can't phone the police and say well my daughter hasn't been home and she's 30 and she likes co- staying with friends I thought she'd be livid if she comes back and, and we've contacted the police and said she's missing mm. uh, and sort of that's why you know people always say why did you take so long and, and that is why because you know that's maybe really people yeah, yeah and that's why she just, she liked to be with people. She will go off sometimes for three or four days and you might not hear from her or you might hear from her all the time because she, you know, but her phone wasn't working. There was all these little things that her phone wasn't working. So that's why she couldn't, she's not, texting or she'd come back to stay with me after she'd been in this relationship and, and she said can I come and stay with you for a while and I brought all her stuff back and then the week all that week she was around at his house every single night and I was sort of said to her I thought you were splitting up I thought you were splitting up you know and so I i might have thought i was might have been a bit annoyed because i said i brought all your stuff back and and everything and that and i thought you were splitting up i thought you were going to make a break from it and you know and try and get on with your life and and you know and so i thought oh she's probably annoyed with me because i said that so that's why she's not contacted me she's trying to sort of play low as well
0: that was the that was the last time you spoke to georgina on that instance
2: no, the last time I well, the last time I spoke to her was that, that morning on the seventh of March. I was going to work and I come downstairs and she, I just said, "What are you doing?" And she asked me. She just said, "The phone's not working." I found an old one, and she asked me for a couple of pounds, and I gave her that. And I was I was just leaving for work, and she just said, "I'm going to the job centre, and I'm going to I'll try and see if I can get the phone fixed or the SIM card." And I said, "Don't forget, your dad's getting you a, a cheap phone. He's already bought her one, and I think she'd arranged or he'd arranged to." phone her or meet her in the town on that day and then that was it as I went down the stairs love you mummy love you and that was it and mm-hmm. you know that was the last mm-hmm. words
0: obviously the the last confirmed sighting there's the second sighting that um that you believe is is Georgina but the the police are le- less sure um it, it wasn't there um she she actually was that was that was actually about the sim card wasn't it did we that was confirmed when she,
2: yeah when she went into Clifton Road store um he the shop owner he did he said that she'd asked about sim cards and um where she'd actually taken the phone out of the bag was people always say why she was getting all this stuff out well, when she was at my house she was she took her phone apart and she was saying this you know it doesn't work properly and, and that. So then I gave her this old phone, and then she took the back off that and the SIM card off that. That didn't fit into her phone. And then she was quite agitated because she said, Well, that doesn't fit and that. And then she just sort of scraped them all up and just bunged them all into this carrier bag. So that's, you know, mm. that's from what i when she got to the shot he said she was picking sort of the sim card out and the cover of the phone and getting them all out
0: and she she looks in great spirits that's her just high-fiving the the person behind me and she she looks in in very good spirits in the cctv
2: because people have said oh uh, you know i think she went she committed suicide and that or she she didn't look suicidal in that CCTV footage and did she you know she I think that's not the look and 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 the um the mood and demeanor of somebody who was about to go off and and do something to themselves I think she seemed quite happy and, and and chatty and that's Georgina you know that's that's a typical Georgina um she's friendly she makes friends quite easy she chats to people quite easily you know on the train and she's met she met a girl on the train a few years ago and they always stayed in contact and and they called themselves train buddies and and that's just how she was mm. you know she, she she would sort of be friendly and chatty to people
0: um yeah. so um I, j- I just want to um uh, uh just a, a question here in, in terms of um uh, we obviously spoke about some of the failings um, of, of Sussex Police in, in those opening stages and, and and I know obviously as a reporter um, covering this case that Sussex Police's attitude, um, sort of the public facing attitude towards the case has certainly changed over the years. Um, you know, the senior investigating officers there, every, you know, anniversary, um, you know, they, they put something out, we had a video earlier which showed um, uh, uh, um, the senior investigating officer um, uh, speaking about the case. Um do you feel that there's sort of more on side now um you know how- how how has that sort of relationship changed over the years and and are you happy at where that relationship is at the moment?
2: um I would say it fluctuates um you know it's quite good for a while and then it sort of peters out and it sort of quite a few months i would say communication isn't that great and it's usually me that i'm i'm contacting and approaching them for asking questions maybe things that i've asked before and i want that i didn't quite understand it maybe about the mobile phone data or maybe you know just various things sometimes it takes quite a while to answer and i yeah i do realize they've got other cases as well but i as a mom, I don't really expect to wait two or three weeks for answers. So, you know, that's just me. It's my daughter. She's missing five years and I need my answers. And I'm just in this, you know, that focus But that's it. I mean, I'm sure all the other missing families are the same. Um, so I, I must say it's improved. It's improved. And, you know, Andy has... Uh, done you know he's been very consistent i would say um and i think he inherited a bad case a bad investigation when he took over um because the consistency i think in the beginning wasn't great you know we had we were told giles york was in uh, in charge we were told he was the
0: previous chief constable wasn't he
2: we were also told my Cashcroft was in charge, but not really, in, it, not really on the on the public side. But it was really, you know. So we, um, Simon Dunn, was also the uh, assistant, uh, like see, assisted the deputy, you know. And he, we used to see him quite a bit all the time. So really, we didn't really know. Not like now, Andy wolfson Holmes, the senior investigating officer, he has been since May two thousand and nineteen. That's it. That's him. But at that time, you know, it was my cash crafter. Um, um, what was the other one? I forgot his name now. Miles Ockwell. Then it was, oh, Miles Ockwell's now in charge. And, well, what happened to Giles? York? Oh, he's retired now. Or he's not on it now. And he's for, for Sussex and Surrey, major crime. But we don't really want people to know it's on the major crime because they'll start thinking this. Well, why would they start thinking that? Oh, no reason. But we've just had... They're just looking. I think in the beginning we were quite naive because, you know, we'd never didn't really have any experience with any police cases or anything. I mean, I certainly hadn't. Um, So I think we were quite naive and we believed everything. And we didn't ask, I think we didn't really ask too many questions. We just put Georgina in their hands and our trust and everything and just thought, well, that's what police do. They, you know, they'll get the answers. Um, And I remember asking once about, you know, a a couple of months down the line about, well, how long do you think it will be? Well, it could take two years. Some missing cases take two years. And I I was absolutely disheartened and that thinking, how can we ever wait two years Um, and not thinking that we were going to be here five years? Um, and that's at that time seemed a lifetime. I think in two years, you know, don't be ridiculous. I remember sort of thinking something like that. Don't be silly. You're going to find her soon. And, and now, <clears throat> and here we are, five years later. Mm-hmm. I
0: just, I just want to just um quickly uh, uh, read out a written statement um from 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 Andy actually um mm-hmm. who, who's who's singing singing your praises and the and the work that you've done. Um. Uh, He said, um, uh, we as committed uh, today as we were on day one to finding out what happened to Georgina. I absolutely, uh, absolutely understand the frustration and upset that Georgina's disappearance has brought to her mother, Andrea, and the wider family. We're in contact with them and we welcome and enjoy that contact. And we work with them constantly, even five years on, because we all share the same aim, solving this case and getting answers for the family about what happened to Georgina. I'm hugely supportive of Andrea's uh, work in making sure Georgina's story is in the public eye and shared with the widest possible audience. And we have supported this with numerous public appeals of both uh, of our own, both on social media, in the news media and on TV. In the same way that our investigation has continued for five years and will continue beyond. I know that Andrea's campaign won't stop until she's got the answers that she needs about what's happened to her daughter. I'm fully supportive of that and will always be so so I guess just a a final question from 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 me is um uh with everything you know in in your heart of hearts what 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 do you think um has happened to Georgina (sighs)
2: um I mean I can't say what I think has happened I you know I always do keep a little bit of hope because we haven't there's no evidence but I do because we've never ever heard from her and I think if Georgina had been taken I think she would have gone out of her way or tried her hardest to get in contact and, and get a, some message to for, to let her know her, her boys that she loved them or or something like that or, or for me that just mum I'm okay don't you know I'm just to let you know that I'm okay um because I know Georgina what she's like um so I am. I do. My feelings do sway more to that Georgina's come to some harm. But as I said, the, I have got a little part of me that I keep with the hope, just because there's no evidence. They've never found a body. They've never found any item at all of Jadina's belongings, yeah, at all. So just for me, I can still hold that hope, and that hope gives me that that drive all the time to carry on. Um, you know, because um, if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I didn't have any hope, then it's not worth me doing. There's no point in me doing all this. I just have to accept that Georgina's come to some harm, and and that's it. Um, but I do have a little bit, little tiny bit. But but also, oh. it's it, it's overwhelmed by the other, the not so nice part.
0: Mm. Well, um, you know, I've, I've got nothing but, but admiration. I'm, mean, you know, I'm with, with, with Andy here in terms of just the relentless campaign that you've led over the, the last five years. It's been a, been a pleasure uh, to know you over some of that time as a reporter and, and obviously, um, coming on, um, uh, our show today. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, uh, the, um, just if anyone has any um, information about Georgina Garsala, um, you can obviously um, speak to Andrea or you can report it on the police, call them on 101, um, quoting Operation Parvo. Uh, there's a £20,000 Crime Stoppers reward for information. Um, Andrea, thank you so much for, for joining us.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me and inviting me on today. Thank you so much.
0: Brilliant. Well, I've been Jody Doherty Cove. Um, Thanks for tuning in this week uh, in the absence of of Mark Williams Thomas. He should be back uh, in the next couple of weeks or so when we next go live. Uh, So make sure uh, to subscribe and join us uh, for that. Thanks again for everyone for joining us.